0: All right, we turn the mics on. Here we are. Uh, I think we've said, so Bo We've set a lot of records on this podcast, whether it be phone sex references, various you know calendar references of nonsense or whatever. Today might have been a record for the longest time spent talking and hanging out before we turn on the mics. You got here at one thirty. It is four thirty. We have talked for three hours before we turned on the pod here. Did
1: we use up all the best stuff?
0: Probably, like always. Yes. Hopefully, we got a little bit left in the tank. I have not talked to you, good sir, in quite some time. We both have had some crazy things going on in our individual lives. But, I mean, people have been, where's Bo? I. I it gets bad when I, I drop a pod, and, like, the first response is, we want Bo. And I'm like, all righty.
1: <laughs> well, I love you, too. I love you, too.
0: I love you, too. All right, today is a pretty simple. I just, anymore, I just, like, I write down a bunch of topics, and I just, like, it's just batting practice for you. I'm giving you freaking just. I'm hanging one out
1: and the. But see, that's kind of the. Plate. That's a great way to do it sometimes because we know that no matter what the question is, we're going somewhere. else. We're gonna go somewhere with it.
0: Are you ready? Are you locked in? and Ready to go? We got I'm about. In. We've wasted so much time. We only got about thirty minutes. I here know. To knock we do this Gosh, for ourselves. Dang it. Um, first thing I thought about. It's been a. Time goes fast, dude. So you don't think about it, but like the spring game was three months ago. And that's pretty much seemingly the last time we've heard from Scott Frost.
1: That's very true. Like he that they haven't like even done like a big red they
0: didn't do the big you know, last year they did that big red bus tour or whatever where they went to different, you know, like we're in Kearney and we're now in Grand yeah. Island, we're in Lexington and we're you know, like we we have not heard from Scott Frost other than I feel like other than when The spring game, during spring football, and after the spring game, just talking about how spring went, he has gone quiet. And I think that's probably smart on his part because it has to be intentional on his part. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because you know Sip and Chattel and Dirk and Sam and everybody's requesting him and he's just not not taking these interviews. Now, in uh, about 10 days or so, he's going to be at Big Ten Media Days and we'll hear from him there. But I think... Frost understands that in an unfair way, he's hit this point, fair or unfair, where if he talks to the media and he's positive, it's met with skepticism and cynicism. And if he talks to the media and – like there's nothing – what is he supposed to say that's going to get – the fans the, are going to be like, all right.
1: So that's a great point. So so I think what, you, what you're trying to say is there's no more room – to talk it's basically down to and i think he knows this you have to win yes and this is the season like everybody knows it like it's basically written into his contract like this is the year we got to win right and so i think maybe for him it's like What's there left to say? Like, I got to win. Right. Like he there- knows it. There's nothing left to say about that. And I think that's probably a part of the, of the silence.
0: I think, and I think it's smart. I just thought that was yeah. interesting
1: when you kind of think about like, you know, I, there's not been anything from Scott Frost in months. Uh, it's, it's, is that like, I'm just thinking back historically, like let's go back to 1995. Like, would that ever have happened? I mean, could you have gone three weeks and Osborne not said like well, I just it's, don't hard, it's hard because in nineteen ninety five there wasn't
0: the daily cycle of of news
1: to the yeah. degree that there is today. The newspapers but, would probably get you once a week, but though, it does right? it
0: just does seem interesting that you just I feel like we've not heard anything from him. Yeah. But like you said, I think it's a real it's a reality of like I this this situation is what it is. I have to win, or I'm gone. So, what difference does it make what I say now? We're either going to yeah. win in the fall, and I'm going to continue to be the coach, or I'm not, and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I think each year there was a little bit of like a new, a new story, a new like, or you know, ex- explaining the like, oh, man, we were so close, we're right. almost there. Uh man, we were unlucky this year, but now Adrian's. Adrian's ready or McCaffrey's coming into the to break. Right. There was a story to tell, you know, even though there's probably a story to tell for this year, there's no more talking. Like the there's promise, just nothing to, to go. for. The
0: that. story to tell is you are selling, you'd be selling a lot of the new coaches and players that have come in and, the reality is that's going to get met with a certain level of cynicism from certain fans because they would be like oh we've heard that before yeah i mean even like you think about it and it's a great and i have a little some some stuff on this in a little bit uh marquis step announced that he is leaving nebraska he is transferring it's a good it's a good reminder that never a, you never want to fully assume that the next big thing coming in is always going to work. I swear, I bet we could pull up these podcasts where you and I thought Marquis Step USC, I mean, come on, he's going to be the guy. He looked good. And he, it didn't materialize into anything. So I I just think Frost is in this place where it's like, listen, I I can tell you I believe in the coaches I hired and the players we bought in, but because we've lost for four straight years, you guys aren't going to believe it until you see it. And I understand that. So rather even tell you, I'm not going to say anything and we're just going to have to show you in the fall. And I get that.
1: I I do too. And, but uh, yeah, I think that's probably right. That's probably right.
0: Yeah. Um, next thing. Hold on. Do you want to, I might as well just go to that. Uh, the, the whole fact that Marquis step transferred. Yeah. Cause I think it's, it's remarkable to stop for a second and think about, and we've talked about this a ton. We've talked about the running back woes a ton, but it's Mm really, it's when another buddy, when, when somebody else leaves, it just, it, It makes you think about it even more. It's remarkable how bad the running back spot has been under Frost. So think about this. I just went through all of Scott Frost's recruiting classes. Running back, 2018 class. Greg Bell left. Maurice Washington left. That's the 2018 class. 2019, Dedrick Mills, Juco, solid, wasn't great. Probably underperformed here. Probably. Yeah. Ramir Johnson, still here, solid. Not a superstar. Yeah. Then Ronald Tompkins left. Yep. Twenty twenty, Sevion Morrison transferred. Marvin Scott transferred. Twenty twenty one, Gabe Irvin still here. Got hurt. We'll see. Marquis Step transferred. So that's nine running backs signed. Six transferred out of the program. Didn't finish their time here. Wow. Two are still here in Ramir Johnson and Gabe Irvin, and one one finished their time here it was Dietrich Mills and he was just okay.
1: It's pretty amazing. That's pretty inept. It is. So so this is going to be the key I think is let's say we can win this year and we, we like these coaches get a few more years. The difference in uh attrition like losing players and the difference in like bus bus and booms like so right. so, so like hits and misses with your recruits between the old coaches and the new coaches hired. Like to see the difference, uh if let's say we give them four like let's say they do well and get four years, to see that sort of like compare or contrast will be interesting. It'll be interesting. I don't know if I if I want to make predictions, but my prediction if they get the time will be you'll see some some glaring differences. How much do you
0: think and this isn't too I mean, I feel like this is probably disrespectful, but, like, how much... When I think about a running backs coach, that seems like the most natural position. Not say that there isn't coaching involved, but, like, there's an element of either you got it or you don't. I guess what I'm getting at is, if you're the running backs coach at Nebraska, I would say the lion's share of what you... is on the front end of your talent evaluation of bringing guys in. Right. Or like how much I've, I've just I've always yeah. wondered how much a running backs coach really matters.
1: I mean, they ma- every coach matters. I mean, it, I think there's always details of the game of like how you hit a hole, you know, what you, I mean, those running backs do have to block still. They got sure they got routes. They got to run like there's a lot of, you know, details that go into it. But I always felt like that was a position where like some of the best athletes go play. And, yeah, like you said, there's a natural instinct to the good ones that you just go like, your job is to give them the ball and just don't mess it up. I, it, I guess I
0: bring, I bring that up to say that, like, I, I th- for as much as you want to say, like, man, there's bad coaching, I also think it was just, I don't, all those guys I named, I don't think anybody really struck me as a an, an elite running back. We didn't know.
1: There's been no elite running backs. So so no. I
0: also think a part of it is on the front end of getting the right guys
1: to come into the program. Well, yeah, and I think we just we just didn't do a great job. Like, in a certain positions especially, like, we were just, for Nebraska, historically bad Yes, that's recruiting. Bad, yeah. I think the recruiting part of it is, I really think that, like, in terms of, like, they did a good job with culture and – you know, making sure guys are working hard and going to like they, they're more the physical. F- they're physical. all sudden, like they're bigger,
0: they're stronger, like, they're all. Yeah, the
1: kids work hard. Like right. that's the part where like there. I don't think anybody can question that. But like, man, evaluating talent. You know, I just, and-
0: I just look at I listed all those guys. That's again, that's nine running backs right there, and spread out in what four different classes. And I mean, who would you say was it? Like they actually hit on.
1: Well, Zigbo wasn't theirs. Um, Wandale played running back and left but that, because yeah, of it. Like, because honestly, he honestly, they
0: were so inept at running back that it cost you Wandale because he didn't want to be a running back. And but I played him, But yeah. I guess every like so four straight recruiting classes, nine running back recruits, not and one. I would say I, in my opinion Mills, they haven't really
1: like Mills, at moments looked like he could be our guy, but really like Mills was just like I don't know that I ever felt totally comfortable that Mills was like I didn't feel like he was an enormous difference maker. No, not not really. Um. No, that position's been crazy. That was not. Yeah. You have been uh, before. One of the things we talked about prior to you coming on was the fact
0: that you have you and your wife have tried this thing in July of going completely off the Internet. Yes. Which you came over here in a covered wagon. (laughs) Nick, I've traveled.
1: I've traveled a long way. I got one question for you. What the heck is happening on the internet? <laughs>
0: you have a well in your backyard. I am thirsty, my good man. I don't know why. I don't know why no internet would mean you're all of a sudden it's 1850.
1: Well, remember in South Park, didn't they go to California? That's yes. where there's internet. Yeah, that's so we
0: there. That's where. That's where you are headed right now. It's the Oregon Trail to find the internet. But you probably being off the internet, you probably missed this quote.
1: Now I think sometimes... I do get the paper still. Oh, look at so you! So I get, some, but the paper. No, this
0: was this would have been an online publication that yeah, I don't wouldn't. Think he would yeah. Have. Okay. So Okay. Uh, yes, I think this was from Steve Sipple on an online thing. So this is about Applebee's. Ah, uh, Applebee's <laughs> closed down on twenty seven. Oh, How could it happen? Shots. Oh gosh! But the, the quarterback competition. Chubba Purdy was asked about the quarterback competition. And he said, this is a quote from Chubb about it. He said, quote, I'm focused on competing with Casey, Logan, whoever. Hopefully it's a fair competition, and whoever competes and does does the best gets the job. And it, for a lot of people who are like, I hope it's a fair competition. Like, the you know, listen, a lot of this could be we are, it's summer, we're starving for football, we're grasping anything yeah. that could be a story. I don't want to take, like, fair competition. There is no fairness over there. You know, you don't want to take it and go that yeah. far. But I think it's an – the more I thought about that quote, here's how I interpreted it. Yeah. I interpreted fair competition as more so instead of a – message about what's happening happening internally it was almost like a message to like everyone else like y'all have anointed Casey Thompson as the starter oh everyone I, I read I I read stuff I yeah. hear stuff and I'm guilty of it I think we've all kind of handed him the job yeah and I think Chuba. I think so I think the fair competition thing is like hey man He's never started a game here. That's I've never started
1: a game here. I like that if he if he feels that. I mean, to me, like you want quarterbacks that want the ball in their hand. Like yeah. to me, like I like that if that's if that's the case. Um, yeah, you know what though? I, I think it's like all signs point to to Thompson, but man, I'll tell you what. Like I I I think people are going to be surprised that. Uh, there still could be some QB competition and and some controversies coming with that.
0: I I just feel like there's been, and I'm not like reporting anything or have had any conversations with anybody on the inside that would know or anything like that. Like I just feel like there's been a little bit of chubba buzz, yeah, throughout the last couple months. All of a sudden, like, yeah. eh.
1: he looked good in the spring game. Do you want to hear a? I I heard a little tidbit about one of the younger guys. So do you know who's apparently got some skills is the kid from Texas. Torres, Richard Torres apparently has a rifle. Really? Yeah. Apparently he's got some game. So um, I think he's going to be obviously true freshman, probably won't uh, be somebody that this year is going to be a factor. But like, He's a guy, I mean, Heine, your boy Heine. Hey, hey, get your hands off my Heine. My Heine. Uh, I he's my think Heine. he Heine's got the NFL arm, but I also think Torres might have one of those. Like, I think Torres is a guy, keep your keep your eyes open for him next year cuz I think he's a guy that tall, he okay. got a cannon. Like, he's a guy that might, you know, show up. I don't even think I probably not even this year at all, right. even at the end of the year, but maybe a guy next year that you got to be like, "Ooh." Well this guy. okay.
0: You the next question I wrote down with you off this quarterback thing was like, what we think about this quarterback competition. We think about fall camp. If if you're a coach, what it what would you be looking for in this quarterback competition? Like if you what are you wanting to see
1: out of out of I want to see a winner. I want to see the the person that makes everybody better. The person that sort of like the team rallies around. Like, cause to me, they have missed that whatever that it factor was to get from we're close to we win. Whoever can has that little bit of magic, I want that person. All I want is that person to win us games.
0: In it funny, like I wrote down a couple of things. I wrote down three or four things, and the last thing I wrote down was raw talent. <laughs> that's probably it tells you something right i honestly like I, so i if i were a coach and i'm going into this thing like i'm looking for that i'm looking for that guy that has that in that that intangible thing the first thing i wrote down was command yeah. a guy that's got command of the team like the yeah. you know what i'm talking about like the guy that well, i'm sure zach taylor like had command of the group yeah and Command of the team, command of the offense and and just has that intangible thing about him. Yeah. So I just it, it'll be interesting to see who rises
1: in that in that equation. yeah, because I don't think it's set in stone. like I said it, all signs point to Thompson, but yes. it's not set in stone. I, I think you gotta you gotta you gotta give Purdy his 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 chance. I and mean, Smothers deserves a chance, too. I mean, yes. Smothers did well enough that he deserves a chance. Um, he was decent for three quarters. Now, granted, yeah. it was probably a way different game
0: plan than what would be run under Mark Whipple, and that's the hard part is not knowing exactly what
1: Whipple's – what things are going to yeah. look like. But Logan Smothers was pretty good for three quarters and had Iowa beat. Yep. And to me, I think for for Thompson, I think you you got to make him earn it. Like, for, I think it's important – for the team that he really earns it. Like he's got to perform in camp to be the guy that like earns his teammates trust Cause he's right. new. I mean, still like, like you got to get to know like your teammates and you got to get to know like, like, or you gotta, you gotta earn their trust, especially if you're the quarterback and potential captain, all these things like that stuff's gotta be earned. And right now it's like, he had, if he had spring and this is really, it's this fall camp, he's got to do it. Right.
0: And so the other thing I was thinking about along these lines was like, and I don't know if we've talked about this a ton. Maybe we have. It's hard to know when we do wine pods what exactly gets discussed because we get kind of crack attacked when that's going on. (laughs) But when it's a when it's a hot seat season, like we just talked about at the beginning of Frost knowing like he knows what it is, he's gotta win. Yeah. When it's a hot seat season, I'm curious how with that understanding, how that we've seen how it maybe manifests itself into how you operate with the media on a day to day basis. How does a coach being on the hot seat reveal itself and manifest itself in
1: how you coach? Um, so, really, here here is how, how I would think about it. If you're in a really good place, you wouldn't worry about it, right? Like I think if you don't have hot seats. Uh, you know, obviously, like it doesn't. Nothing's gonna affect the way you, you coach, right? Right. But I think the fact here's what I'd say. Or maybe it's not even the hot seat. It's the way these seasons have gone will change the way Scott Frost coaches. So if you think back to Scott Frost against Colorado his first two years, um, especially that second year, remember where he like. He was throwing on like yes, like second and long. Right, right. And, was, and we're going, you know, you got the lead. Yeah. Right, that's comes from a coach that came from Central Florida, just winning, 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 being aggressive, right. being aggressive. Like no thoughts to managing the game, because every game is like it, it, it didn't have to think like that. But when you've lost, as we've lost, every win becomes way more precious. Right, and every possession seems to matter more in a weird way, he will coach differently. If he's up and has a lead, he will baby that lead like his life depends on it. Right. Where he didn't have to do that because he was just playing the game that he had You know, kind of sort of – it all had come to him at Central Florida. Right, And at Oregon, it all come to them. They never had to baby the leads to hold on to precious wins. So I think in a weird way, when it came too easy for him – at those places, it hurt him at Nebraska. Right. Yes. So that's a long winded way of saying I do think it will affect him, but because of the losing, not just because you're on a hot seat, but like he's learned from a lot of losses that every chance at winning is precious. Yes.
0: I think I think the first thing the first thing I thought about was what you said, like every game's a Super Bowl. Yeah. So you're doing there's nothing like, you know, like, I'll lose. I'd rather go 0-12, and we're going to do it my way. Then, like, there's no big picture, like, I got to send a message because eventually, no, there is no tomorrow it's if you don't win. get through today. Yeah. So I think the first thing is, like, holding back, even if I'm not mistaken, like, some of, this, they clearly held back some of their option stuff and didn't show it in the Illinois game.
1: No, they were saving
0: for Oklahoma. Saving for Oklahoma. <laughs> Guess what ain't getting, sh- getting yeah. held back against Northwestern this year? Fucking everything. It's, I, it is. The,
1: everything. There's no
0: section of the playbook that's like, well, let's make.
1: No. Because that's that's the thinking that coaches don't like. The, I don't want to hear coaches that say they, they don't save things. They save things yes. for, for big games. They save things for their rivals. And... You know they save things for the Super Bowl, whatever it is, right? But like this is the moment where Northwestern is the season, right? You,
0: every so you are not holding things back. You every special play, special look, special formation, big thing. Like it, it is coming out. I don't care even if you're in a dogfight against North Dakota. Yeah, you you do. You, you are give bringing it all. everything out to win that game.
1: You get those. You get those wins. If you got leads, you. I mean you like you just you got you you got to do the things you got to do to win a game and sometimes that means like being less aggressive be- because like yeah.
0: because what Frost t- t- what you first said I think Frost was like listen I don't care like I'm going to establish this this way of like we are aggressive we are trying to yeah. score all the time because that's what this program's going to be even though that flew in the face of what needed to be done to win that game in that moment. Yeah. It's always going to be about that game in that moment. The other thing, to circle it back to the quarterbacks, I wonder if a hot seat season will impact your willingness to allow a player to play through mistakes in particular at that quarterback spot. Meaning, let's say yeah. Casey Thompson starts that Northwestern game. And at halftime, you're down 17-3. to Casey Thompson has thrown two interceptions. He's struggled. He did win the job, but he has not played well in the first half. Scott Frost has obviously shown he's extremely reluctant to make a change. But I guess I just wonder
1: if, if I, I think, Nick, his he was so loyal to Adrian for so many years. The Nick Bob podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows
0: and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. When you combine that with the hot seat, I think, you know, you talk about learning from if these per, past four like years. Like if
1: Chubba or Logan Smothers were pushing Thompson to the brink and were like right there with him and thompson struggles i think he'll be quick to pull in right. a weird way i really do that's what i think that i so, really do as lo- again
0: with the with the prefacing everything with like assuming things are relatively close in practice yeah you know i think there's a chance that if you you will see i don't know how what I, I mean you don't want to be like you know you go three and out one possession and you're out like it's yeah. not gonna be like that but I don't know if if someone's having a like. Eight, remember how bad Adrian was against Purdue yeah. at home? He threw twenty nineteen, right? Yeah. No, well, no, this past year. Oh yeah, he yeah. He threw yeah. the pick six. He almost had another pick six that was dropped. He was really bad. Like yeah. that's a game. Like if the equivalent of that game happens this year, he is
1: getting pulled. Yeah, yeah. That's. I I've, and and like even little things like uh, not announcing a starter to like game day in right. Ireland like. Right. Don't announce it till then so your guys won't transfer. You've got to do these things to help you win.
0: I think they are. Because I, I also think a part of what Frost, maybe another part of the reason he's not said anything is like, listen, you know what? The best thing I got going, one of the best things I got going for me is the element of the unknown and the mystery of what the hell this is going to be, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I, I'd prepare everybody, talking to the fans out there, get prepared to get nothing during fall camp. Oh, if I, I were if I were Frost, I would say, guys, when you talk to the media, give them zero mm-hmm. zero indication of of just anything that could tip our hand on a player, a a scheme or whatever. Like, yeah. give them nothing.
1: Oh gosh, yeah.
0: I mean, you got to give them nothing. Yeah. So I, I just wonder how a hot seat situation could potentially kind of like manifest itself into like actually how you coach I even more you,
1: risks i like think
0: you, you could see i could see like we're talking about being more conservative i could also see uh, like against the, other the better
1: one. teams you take more risks why yeah, not right if, if you you know like but it's weird because we also like i don't know i think we're, we're, we've we gotten to the point where we're like good we know we're good enough to like hang in there with good teams so i don't know we'll see yeah i don't know i am just i was it. curious with
0: that especially with the quarterback thing i don't know i just quarterback competition is gonna be fun okay Last thing, and then and then we'll let you... We, we talked for too long before this. Apologize, everybody. Stealing this question. was listening on the radio. It was Gary Sharp's question. It was a good question. Because it's very simple. I like very simple things like this. Name one guy on each side of the ball. If they're good, the brass is going to be good. Outside, guy- and let's remove the quarterback.
1: Re- remove the quarterback. Cor- so there we go. Remove
0: the quarterback. One guy each side of the ball. If you could sprinkle magic... Vince Lombardi dust on them or magic Bob Devaney dust on them to make them have a good year. Like, you get to pick that person. They have a good year and you feel like their success will lead to... There's a direct correlation
1: to Nebraska's success. Uh, Okay, I got defense. Um, Offense. Offense is between two people. That's fine. I wrote down two people
0: for defense and for offense. I'm curious if we're on the same wavelength. I I I don't
1: know if we are. Okay, I I think you're going to go with this one. So I'm going to go with the opposite. This is my guess. I'm trying to read your brain. I'm going to go offensively Trey Palmer. That was the number one name I wrote down. Dang it! Okay, so then Then, I'll... But but then the other guy I wrote down was Grant. Yeah, so I I thought you'd go running back, but to me, it's one of those two.
0: I wrote down Grant first, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you've kind of... I mean, the pass-catching situation... Although I do think there's been an infusion of talent at the wide receiver spot. Yeah. It's still very Terray, Betts, Allen, all gone. You need Palmer, especially yeah. I think Whipple's gonna want to sling the thing around a little bit too. He throws. He I mean, throws let's be real. Thing. He throws He's gonna the throw ball. that thing yeah. around. It's not gonna be like Texas Tech throwing sixty times a game, but, but he throws. He, I, I think he's gonna want to throw it
1: more. And you better have a dynamic dude out there. Yeah, and he, he's been clearly the number one yes. guy. And then it's like, can the the kid Isaiah... Uh, Garcia Castaneda? Yep. Yeah. So so between him, between or Oliver Martin, between... Marcus Washington, the Texas transfer. And the Texas transfer. Can any of those guys be like a serviceable number two to him? Like an actual yep. serviceable number two? And then you got Vokalek, then you got, you know... Whoever. Whoever. But really, if you need two... And a tight end. And if we can get that, like, we got life.
0: And see, what's hard is, I would also, but if I also ask myself a question within the question if so, like, my biggest concern on the offense is the offensive line, so I should name an offensive lineman. But what's interesting about an offensive line is it's the ultimate, like, it's fi- like yes. it's hard to pinpoint, like, well, i tell you right now, if... Teddy Prochaska has a great year. Nebraska have a great year. It's like, well, not necessarily. Like if He has it, a great year, a and we can't
1: block on the other side of the what line. What good does that do? Yeah. So
0: that's why I I went away. Okay, defense, though. Uh, I would did, say... Did you go to the obvious one?
1: I, I went obvious, and we're going to be the same. I almost guarantee We're going to go with Mathis, I right? Did. I did. Yes. I,
0: <laughs> well, but I think it's... I think. You can try to outthink yourself if you want to. You can try to overdo it but like actually I'd say Tommy Hill needs to be yeah. <laughs> five interception minimum. You know, like you could you could try to build a case for someone else. The highest ceiling guy on this defense is Oshaun Mathis, yeah. and what his specialty is is vital to success, and that is rushing the quarterback, sacking the quarterback.
1: I would agree and, did you, did and you have a second name or well, do you so want to expand on Mathis, Mathis and Nelson are kind of like a, obviously they're I, I like there are our, our defensive ends. Um but maybe here's here's another route to that question. The guy that's maybe even more important because there are Nelson and Mathis who kind of are one and two uh right there. There's only Ty Robinson right now on the inside. So you could make an argument that because you do also have Nelson and Tanner, if, like, let's say Mathis decides he's quits football tomorrow. I don't want to say injured because we'd have to knock on wood. Yes, so we'll we do it. We didn't. He will not. Um, but there's only one interior defensive lineman right now that's proven right. Right. that he could be a force. And everybody else is a transfer or isn't ready to play? Or, you know, so like, man, I would argue that if that guy is maybe our most important on the defense. Maybe
0: it's thing. such an easy question. Or maybe you and I have morphed into one brain. Like, Gosh, we, I wrote down Ty Robinson. So I wrote down Mathis and Ty. Because of what you. I don't know what other. I don't know how it's not. To me, it's it, it has to be Mathis because what we just said of just like he's he's the guy and what he brings to the table is yeah. just like directly impacts winning. Yeah. But given how how light they are and in the interior on the defensive line, I don't know how it's I don't know how you don't have Ty Robinson being like right now. If I said Ty Robinson had a great year, you're like,
1: hmm. Yeah, I think if you said like, I think if you reverse the question is like, who would Who would? Would it hurt the team most to lose? Oh, that's a good way to put it. That would be, where or or who would Ty. it hurt?
0: Like if you said, if it was the opposite, it was you know the you guarantee... like if they had a bad year. Yeah, if Ty has a bad year, or if O'Shawn Math, like if I say you know who was a whiff was yeah. Oshan Mathis, then you're like,
1: Ugh. I think for me, if our interior, if he is our interior defensive line, if he is not doing well, I think it's gonna be a long year. So. I would still go probably tie now. The more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oof. It's hard yeah,
0: yeah. Because especially you have the Garrett Nelson,
1: not the Garrett Nelsons on the but Mathis. T- Tanner, we know like Tanner Nelson. We know t- you know them. That those guys. And I think this, like they're serviceable. And I, Nelson is maybe more than serviceable,
0: right? And that's what like I think Nelson's on this ascension to being like. I'm not saying he's going to go wreck shop
1: necessarily, but like I think Nelson's going to have a good year. I do too. I think he could have a good year. Tanner serviceable. So Mathis is like a big bonus for us. Because again... But Ty is an essential.
0: I'm excited about what Devin Drew from Texas Tech or Stephon Wynn from Alabama. Like, I'm excited about those guys. But again, I remind you of the name Marquis Step. Like, I and I know, know it's different positions, but it's it's just, it's the school of thought. Like, it's a, you don't assume.
1: Like, I want a guy that's so good that like they could play for Alabama or they could play for Texas Tech. And and I guess they, the guy could play for Texas Tech. He did. Right. The guy for Alabama was a backup. Didn't right. really so like I just don't know. Like, does that mean he was a backup because he like couldn't get it? I don't know. Or is he a backup just because like man, everybody went to the NFLs like right. a first rounder and he's more like a third rounder? <laughs> you know, right, like, right. That's what I hope. Right, but I just don't know. So I, I I am more skeptical about transfer. So like I probably need to be skeptical about Mathis more than I am, and he Palmer. Deals, I, agree, more than I agree. I agree.
0: I, I think because Palmer. Because you could make the case for Stefan Wynn, the reason he wasn't on the field at Bama is because he's playing behind pros. Yeah. And same thing with Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer was in a loaded wide receiver room at LSU. Yeah. So maybe you just, like, they're finally getting a chance to do their thing. And may- maybe Stefan Wynn is wrecking shop. I don't know. But Mathis, I feel like Mathis feels like more of a safe. Mathis is the most proven transfer. Yeah. Way more moving, proven than Marquis Step was or. Any, other, like he, yeah. he's, he led the big 12 in sacks two years ago. Like, yeah, I mean, that's,
1: that's pretty good. That's something. It's pretty good for us to get that guy. That, God, that, that's that, something that helps. How about that?
0: There we go. You and I agreeing with things. Well, here's the thing. If you don't mind, you're going to have to, can you come back over here sometime and we can within you know a week, we let's do it. Okay. Within a week we'll do another well, one. And you know what we need is, so I was over at the Nebraska basketball, uh, training complex. I was doing a, a special little feature. It was fun to, that I got asked to be a part of it, of Bryce McGowan's and him getting drafted, and I got interviewed. It was really cool. But good good buddy Seamus McKnight, who's the Nebraska Basketball Sports Information Director, Seamus, the last thing he said to me as I was leaving the practice facility, he said, when's the next wine pod? Whoa. Like, Seamus, if you want the wine pod, we're going to have to give you a wine pod. So can we find, we're going to find a, a day over the next week Wine pod this pot. week. I got a bunch of other stuff. To, this was a little. This, this was, was a, a teaser little...
1: because we spent too much time Which talking time? I before I the pod.
0: I don't know who to blame. I'll blame everybody. But okay, so wine pod coming up soon this week. Yep. All right, buddy. Love it.
1: A Huda Media Production.